welcome back to Notorious IDP. We have the Notorious Ones. I'm Ronnie, like always. I'm with Sean. How are you doing today, Sean? Doing great. Doing great. It's fantastic. It, it feels so good to be a winner. I don't know if you would know how that feels, but <laughs> one of us won our matchup this week. And one of us is at the top of the power rankings. And like me, I'm at the bottom of the power rankings this week. <laughs> oh, it feels so good when you're the lowest scoring person in the in the league overall for the year. And yet you're fourth in the league. So I feel <laughs> I feel really good about that. It's, you know, I always say it's the fantasy defense. I hold my opponent's fantasy scores down with that good defense, even though I can't score much. But a win's a win. I'll take it. So uh yeah. I'll look Offensive forward to lunch. line is what dominated, if you ask me, <laughs> because I got one point out of that big D line. Yeah, we were serving up pancakes <laughs> all day long. You should have you should have signed up instead of trying yeah. to block. <laughs> so I'm doing great. Happy November to you. Um, it's the trade day, trade trade deadline day today. Uh, it passed. It looks like uh, about six hours ago. So nothing nothing exciting late in the. In the trade deadline, there were some small trades, but really not not much at the end. I was kind of hoping maybe an OBJ trade would happen, uh, maybe some big linebacker names. But I think all the big trades happened before. I guess not everybody's like me and wait till the deadline to do anything. Well, here's our news and notes. Uh, first off, the bye week this week, uh, Detroit, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Washington are all on a bye. Uh, so a couple more teams this week. Uh, Atlanta wide receiver Calvin Ridley. He's stepping away from football for a while for a mental health issue. Uh, Los Angeles Rams, they traded a second and a third round draft pick to Denver for Von Miller. So interesting trade there. I don't know if Denver got the better side of that, getting a second and a third, or if the Rams getting Von Miller and now a really scary defense with Aaron Donald and Von Miller on that line. What do you, who do you think won that trade? I'm going to say the Rams because that really puts some ahead of the game with a dominant linebacker. He's probably going to be excited to play. He's probably going to go back to his old form. But I don't think they have very many draft picks left. Yeah, that might be all of them. I think they're all in. It's this year or broke. And if they don't make it this year, maybe they fire the coach and he doesn't care because some other coach will have to try to build a team with no picks. Well, they could exactly. be Houston. Houston's <laughs> just collecting picks. So maybe they ought to start. A deal with Houston. I think uh, coming up here in my news, I'm pretty sure there's a Houston trade for another pick too. So next up, uh, Tennessee running back, Derek Henry. He has a broken foot, had surgery. Surgery went well. It's expected that he'll miss two months. I think there's some reports that he's just done for the season. Um, don't know about the postseason. So we'll see if Tennessee makes the playoffs. If he comes back for that, we'll see. This one hurts me. Minnesota defensive lineman, Danielle quarterback Hunter. Has a torn pectoral. He's out for the season. That's just painful. At least I got uh, got him to get a couple of points against you before he went out. New Orleans quarterback Jameis Winston. He's out for the season. ACL. Man, just too many injuries. Indianapolis safety Kari Willis. He injured his calf in the last game. Uh, safety Josh Jones. It looks like it's going to replace him. I'm not sure how far or how long Kari Willis is going to be out for. Pittsburgh traded linebacker Melvin Ingram to Kansas City for a six. So Kansas City's still in this. They're trying to build up their defense. So we'll see how that goes. Houston traded away defensive lineman Charles Omenahu to San Francisco for a future late, late round draft pick. And I 
believe future means the 2023 uh, draft and late is probably sixth or seventh. We'll see. But again, Houston's collecting more picks and getting rid of players. Denver cornerback Bryce Callahan of Callahan Auto fame. Uh, he went on IR with a knee injury. And the sad news, Las Vegas wide receiver Henry Ruggs looks like he's going to be charged with the DUI resulting in death after an early morning car crash today. Um, feel bad for the family involved of the, the victim there in the, in the car that he ran into, but we'll see. He'll have his day in court and we'll see what happens with that. Not good for anybody in that one. All right, that's it for my news and notes. Do you have anything else to add? I do not, other than what did you think of the Jets? Was that amazing or what? Came out of nowhere. The Jets quarterback? Sorry, you cut out for a little bit there. Yeah, the Jets' new quarterback, Mr. White. He had himself a game. 400 yards, three touchdowns. He did throw two picks. Uh, you know, there was a little bit of surprise because uh, maybe the other team didn't really know what to expect. But there's film on him now, so I don't know if he keeps it up. But you know what? There were a lot of backup quarterbacks this week that had games. Uh, you mentioned Pembroke Pine's own Mike White. He got the W. 37 of 45, 405 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Seattle, Geno Smith, he's still technically a backup. He got a W. 20 of 24, love that percentage. 195 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and one rushing touchdown. Dallas Cooper Rush, this one was the shocker to me. Well, I guess Mike White was probably a bigger shock because the Jets winning was a shock to everybody. But Dallas Cooper Rush, did you see that coming? He got a win with 325 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. I am so far behind on that news. I turned on the game and I was like, that's not. I had to get when oh, you go shopping. <laughs> You're cutting out a little bit there, but yeah, that wasn't Dak Prescott. That was Cooper Rush. And, you know, he still has CeeDee Lamb. He still has Amari Cooper. He still has Dalton Schultz. So, and he still has uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott at running back. So I think it's set up. But you know what? The, was it the redheaded bomber that came in last year for them? He didn't look very good when Dak was out. So Cooper Rush might be something. Keep an eye on that. But I think. Dak is fully expected to play this week. So don't go picking up Cooper Rush in your fantasy league. <laughs> New Orleans, this was, this might have been, I mean, all these are impressive, but Trevor Simeon for New Orleans, he got a W, 16 or 29, only 159 yards, but one touchdown, zero interception against the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, Simeon went toe to toe with Tom Brady and laid the smackdown on Tom Brady. What do you think of that? Oh, very surprising. He would have went toe-to-toe because -to -toe, I can use him later on in this season. Yeah. <laughs> well, Trevor Simeon's going to be uh, in that role for a while because Jameis Winston is out. And there is uh, some news on the other New Orleans quarterback, um, the one that runs it all the time, Taysom Hill, I think. Hill. Yeah. He's, he's recovering from his concussion, so he might be good to go. and That'll be interesting. But after Simeon's game, you got to stick with Trevor Simeon. I mean, he's been in the league for a while. I think he played quarterback for your Broncos. So he's, he's something, but going forward, I mean, Mike White, I think is going to be a guy to keep an eye on Geno Smith. He looked really good. Um, I don't think Russell Wilson's coming back anytime soon. Cooper rush. I think it's one and done. I would fully expect Dak Prescott to be back this week. 
and Trevor Simeon. I think he's the guy going forward. So we'll see if those names show up. Well, speaking of putting in your backup quarterbacks, our results for our pick six are in. (laughs) Both of us went two and four. So our backup quarterbacks aren't very good. But the tiebreaker, I had Carolina. You had Atlanta. That was a nice upset pick that I had, Carolina winning. So I win the tiebreaker. But two and four for both of us. We're pretty bad at this game, but we've tied every week. We'll see if we can do better this time. This is our mega show, so in case you haven't heard, we're doing the mega show today, so two shows in one. Two for the price of none. (laughs) All right, there was actually a lot of touchdowns. Um, I don't think there were any safeties, but a lot of touchdowns this week for defensive players. So Adrian Phillips, New England safety. I haven't heard his name much this year, especially with the emergence of Kyle Duggar, but Adrian Phillips had a 26-yard pick six. Travis Homer, the running back of Seattle, he's on this list because he had a 44-yard kickoff return for a touchdown uh, on an onside kickoff attempt. Elijah Molden, Tennessee, he got gifted this, but he still had to work. He had to jump up, catch a ball, and run two yards for a touchdown. Uh, Tennessee's cornerback, Elijah Molden, two-yard pick six. Darius Slay, Philadelphia corner, 33-yard fumble return for a touchdown. And P.J. Williams of New Orleans, uh, cornerback, 40-yard pick six off Tom Brady at the end of the game to seal the deal. So congratulations, all the IDP touchdowns out there. None of those were in my starting lineup, but I like them all. So have you been following these these rookies? I know we're in a dynasty league, so we kind of keep an eye on defensive rookies. Are there any out there that are catching your eye? Everyone I picked up. So you're JOK who's hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the one for Washington? Um, Jammin Davis. Jammin, Jammin. We be Jammin Davis. He's. I think <sighs> he's he's coming around. But you know what? I I put together a list of each position of who I think the top rookie defensive people are for linebacker, cornerback, safety, and defensive line. Unfortunately, your guys didn't make it. Um, So (laughs) let me know what you think of these guys. Micah Parsons, linebacker for Dallas. I think he's looking really good. Aziz Ojolari, linebacker for New York Giants. Didn't really have a big game last night, but he does lead rookies in sacks. Nick Bolton, uh, this guy's interesting for Kansas City. He had himself a pretty good game on Monday night. Uh, Those are my top three, so... Unfortunately, your guys didn't make the list. But about those three, Mike Parsons, Aziz Ojolari, Nick Bolton, does any one of those stand out for you? I kind of like Parsons still. Yeah, I think he's definitely the the athletic type. Uh, Looks like he can do everything, play every position. So I think I would have him as my number one rookie linebacker right now. And that was probably coming into the season that was the case. Uh, Cornerback's a little different because I I really like that um, J.C. Horn who's out injured. Uh, but the rest of these guys are pretty good. I've got Asante Samuel, a corner for the Chargers. Eric Stokes, I think he's quietly having a decent season, corner for Green Bay. Pat Sertan, cornerback for Denver. And Paulson Adebo, cornerback for New Orleans. Any of those guys that you stand out for corners? I like Samuel, the first, the first one. I think he's pretty good. But Sertan with the injury in Denver... Mm-hmm. He actually might get a lot of playing time, so he might make a, a late run. And cornerback, it's hard to judge in fantasy because, you know, a shutdown rookie cornerback still pretty nice to have, but their their fantasy scores don't, don't tell you much. Uh, you kind of have to watch them play and look at who they're covering and whether or not the receivers do any good. 
but I do like all four of those. I think I would agree with you. Asante Samuel for the Chargers right now barely has an edge out, but I think Eric Stokes is making the biggest strides in, a, in improvement. He looked pretty bad. Of course, he was playing against on the other side, I guess, uh, from Jair Alexander on Green Bay. So when you're on the other side of a really good corner, you're probably going to get picked on a lot, especially as a rookie. So I think he's starting to come around and he's earning his stripes. All right, safety. This one's tough. There's not really any big name rookie safeties out there. So I went with Javon Holland, safety for Miami, and Michael Carter II, safety for the New York Jets. Do you uh, do you like either one of those guys? Oh, I like the guy for Vegas. Is that Trevor Moore? Morig, yeah. Yeah, he's he's stepping it up the last little bit, and then I don't know what happened. He kind of disappeared there. But he's my I, favorite safety out of the group. I think he has probably done so done the best up to this point. I didn't get him in my list probably because I didn't see him on there. Uh, maybe his fantasy score hasn't been too high. Yeah. My my uh, pick for over the last couple of weeks is Javon Holland. That's the only reason I put him on here. I think oh, they, yeah. they've got a situation in Miami where they've got a few different corners or a few different safeties. And they're probably trying to figure out which two to play. Because they've got like a, I don't know if he's a pro bowler, but Eric Rowe. I think he's been an Alba, uh, not a, maybe not an Alba Faye team, but he was the year the one early in the year. And then uh, was it Brandon Jones had a couple of sacks in a game and really fell off the map ever since. So maybe Javon Holland is kind of the, the middle ground, not good at any one thing, but good at everything. And Michael Carter for the Jets, he's actually quietly having a decent year. But if you were to lump all the defensive backs together, it's for sure you go corner this year instead yeah. of safety all right and last but not least defensive line uh you may have another one here but i've only got greg rousseau the d end for buffalo and Jarrell taylor the defensive end for seattle who has been pretty dinged up but he's played pretty well i like greg rousseau and i would go the colts guy katie could he pay yeah until he got hurt he was he was having a quiet good year at the beginning of the year. I agree. I think for me, it's Greg Rousseau. I think he's by far, but he's actually quieted off too. I mean, there's, there's a lot of good DNs in Buffalo. They've got four yeah. of them with Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison, um, uh, Epinesa, I think he's kind of hit and miss. Plus they've got some interior guys, but that defensive line, you know, they should have been a lot better than they, they have been so far, but Maybe they're trying to figure out what combination to use. Well, that's my rookie talk. It's only halfway through the season, so I'm not giving out any uh, defensive rookie of the half year or anything like that. But it's a good time to start looking at who's kind of the top of our list or who's even on our list and who's in the running to be rookie defensive rookie of the year. So I think it's it's going to be a pretty big list, you know, at least 10, 10 names on there. And I'm sure six weeks from now, it's going to be whittled down to just maybe four. All right, no trivia this week, so I'm going to save you on this one. We are going to go right into all buffet team. Uh, this one's good and bad news. Uh, for D-line, Taekwon Lewis, defensive tackle for Indianapolis. Um, he came in, he got one tackle, one sack, one interception, and one pass defense. Now, you could argue that was two plays because, in fact, those were back-to-back -back plays. <laughs> um, after he got his interception, though, he fumbled the ball back to Tennessee 
and suffered a season-ending injury to his knee. Oh. So two plays, but he still made the Alpha team in two plays. Uh, technically, I don't always give the one interception, one PD uh, as two different stats because, you know, it's the same play. But he's a D lineman, so I generally give them the benefit of the doubt there. And since this guy had a season-ending season injury, I decided I'd give him a little bit of love for his back-to-back plays in that game before his season was over. So congrats, Taekwon Lewis, defensive tackle, Indianapolis. All right, that was the only D-line. Only one linebacker also, Malik Reed for Denver. Three solos, two sacks, one forced fumble, and one pass defense. That's that's what I like to see out of a D-line, or a linebacker in this case. I don't even know if he's uh, big enough to be an edge or an outside linebacker. He kind of looks more like a build for a middle linebacker so we'll see (laughs) we'll see how he which position he actually plays going forward uh but they do have kenny young now so interesting developments in the linebacker room there all right he was the only linebacker so congratulations malik reed defensive back i've got three of them i already mentioned adrian phillips he had the pick six he had uh one solo two assists two interceptions two pass defenses one touchdown which was a 26 yard pick six Xavier Woods, I think you mentioned this guy on either your waiver wire or your matchups. Xavier Woods, the safety for Minnesota. Four solos, four assists, so eight total tackles, one sack, one interception, one forced fumble, and one pass defense. So congratulations, Xavier Woods. Two safeties so far, so you know I have to add a corner. (laughs) Elijah Molden, the cornerback for Tennessee. Two solos, one interception, two pass defenses. And one touchdown, which was a two-yard pick six. So that's it for the Albafe team. All right. You ready to take us on to some waiver wire? It's that time. I, I need to pretty much everybody in the news and notes that's out for the year was on my fantasy team. So I need some replacements. So I'm looking looking for a lot of help here, starting with D-line. Do you want to start us off? Yeah. And I still can't believe this guy is highly available. Jonathan Greenard from Houston. I know he was picked up in our league. Uh, I have him on here too as my number three guy. All he does is get sacks on a tanking team that's always behind. <laughs> that's that's pretty impressive. You know, they're getting blown out. I mean, they're not just losing. They're getting blown out, and he's still getting sacks. So I think he's he's worthwhile. I don't know how many games in a row that is with a sack, but it's at least four or five. <laughs> well, I've got um, – do you want to go on to your next? I've got a nope. whole bunch. So I've got Josh nope. Allen for Jacksonville. Ooh. Yeah. Two more sacks plus five solos last weekend, but he's only got four and a half sacks on the season. So I think he's, he's just starting to fire on all cylinders. Yeah. I like him. My number two is Cincinnati guy's been incredible and he's still out there in a lot of leagues. Can you say that one again? You broke up when you said the name Trey Hendrickson. All right. Yeah. I've, I've got a, you know, anything you can do to get a part of that D-line. I mean, we called it on the matchup, and I think at least three of those guys had sacks on that D-line. So Trey Hendrickson's probably one of the better ones, too. So I think I think that's a good one. I had that one, too. But I'm going to go to my next one. It was actually already on my team, Josh Sweat for Philadelphia. <laughs> Two sacks this week uh, with Hargrave getting the all the attention. Sweat's coming through. So Josh Sweat, Philadelphia. And he's was, not, he's widely available too. 
Yeah, he was my big sleeper, and I just wasn't patient with him. I yeah. cut him early, and then you've been enjoying him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, who so do you have next? You'll need to help me with this one. Kanaha Kapasipin? Sounds right. It's, it's Greek to me. I think five, it's uh, the K is silent. Pasipin. Okay. Five out of seven games, he scored 10 or more points out of a D-line. Wow. I got to like that. That's what I would call a high floor. Well, here's what I have about him, too, because I think we have a lot of the same guys. Four sacks on the year, high floor guy, faces Atlanta this week. So he is a sleeper. Uh, maybe not too sleepy of a sleeper because we both have him on our list. <laughs> nice. Well, my next one is, uh, I think this guy was on here last week, too. Uh, Dean Lowry for Green Bay. Ooh, At I least the wrong guy. I think so. You picked up uh, Kiki. So Dean Lowry has at least a half a sack in each of the last four games. I think two games with a half a sack and two games with a full sack over the last four. So pretty consistent guy, at least over the last four games. And I think he's got a pretty good matchup. It's Kansas City. And we know uh, Kansas City gives up some sacks. All right. I've got one more. How many do you have left? I've got one more also. I got Randy Gregory. He gets Denver this week. There's not much more to add. He kind of got a, a little bit of the shaft on a on a late late hit or unnecessary roughness call, you know, hitting a guy that's right on the sideline that's not out of bounds, uh, but was going to go out of bounds. So, but he got a lot of pressures to finish that game. I think it was the Sunday night last week. So uh, he looked really good. He could have had a lot more sacks because he was getting there and getting the pressure, just not quite not quite there. But that's what that Dallas team does. They get there, but they don't always get the sack. One of these days, those those pressures are going to click to sacks. All right, my last one is uh, basically who I'm looking to replace um, Daniil quarterback Hunter. DJ Wanham for Minnesota. I think he's going to be the guy that replaces Hunter. And it's probably going to be a step down. I mean, who really is Daniil Hunter? Nobody, so except for him. So maybe the, the step down will still get some sacks. Maybe not. We'll see. But he's my... My sleeper three, DJ Wanham. And that's all my D-line. On him. All right, going into linebackers. I got Matt Judon. He's still getting it done for New England, and he's still available in a lot of leagues. I have him too. Uh, eight sacks this year. He faces Carolina and Sam Darnold, or maybe not Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold had a concussion. Uh, so we'll see who he faces, but... I know Carolina did pick up another quarterback for their practice squad. If it's PJ Walker, that's going to be a scary game. Uh, but I do have Matt Judon also. But that's not my number one. My number one, this guy is going to be a star, I think, on a great team who just signed Von Miller, Ernest Jones. Ernest goes to LA. The Rams uh, tackles, sacks, and interceptions. Oh, my. That's all I got to say about him. He does it all. So. Might not be a real sleeper of a pick, but definitely I'm bidding on him. And so if you can beat the $1 minimum bid, <laughs> you might have him too. All right. I'm going to go, you know, out of LA Chargers. He's, he's still getting it done. Who's the guy for LA Chargers? Kaiser White. Oh, Kaiser White. I think you broke up a little bit, but. 
I don't have Kaiser White. I have uh, this guy. Maybe isn't widely available, but he should definitely not be as as available as he is. But Shaq Thompson for Carolina, he's back after missing. Oh, I don't know. Was it four games with a foot injury? Eight solos and a pick. Shaq Thompson, Carolina. Welcome back to playing. All right, and I'm going to go to Leonard Floyd. Not sure if he's going to come into town, but he's still been pretty consistent. That'll be interesting. I think Floyd still does play, even with Von Miller there. Uh, but I'm kind of curious to see what that what that defensive front looks like with Von Miller uh, on the team. Well, my next is um, Micah Parsons. He's only 55% rostered, so I included him for Dallas. He's a consistent, solid linebacker, and he's getting better each week as a rookie. So, Micah Parsons. All right, and I'm going to go to Denver to Mr. Albuffet, Mika Reed. I have him too, Malik Reed. Three solos, one pass defense, one forced fumble, and two sacks this week. Looks better than Kenny Young. All the Fay honors. <laughs> well, I got to apologize for the Kenny Young pick. I was so excited. Denver's just, you know, but I got over myself. Kind of like when I did with Buda Baker a couple weeks ago. It could be like the week, you know, because I mean, Kenny Young was that way in LA. He would have those weeks where he had two sacks and then he'd show up the next week and get like one assist and that was it. So it's, it's hit and miss. Uh, we'll see, you know, what happens this week in Denver. And if things actually solidify it, we'll, we'll let you know. All right. I've got my last one is Bobby Okakor of Indy. Okarake. We went over oh, that last week. Oh, dude, you know, I can't get it ever right. <laughs> that one I figured because Okariki is what I love to call him, but it's Okarake. And man, he did help me beat you. So I, I understand the the anchor there <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's really good i think that they have a really good matchup too which we will get to in the show so bear with us all right i don't have any more so do you want to take us to dbs yeah like xavier woods number one on my list he's number one on mine too tell us about him <laughs> mr buffet you've already said everything we need to say he's consistent I mean, he gets double digits, scores, fantasy scores every week and all buffet honors. So I think uh, if he's available, he's a really good pickup. He is only a safety. I mean, he's not a corner, but sometimes safeties look good. All right. Who's your number two? I am going to Anthony Brown of Dallas. I think we bring him up quite a bit. Nice. I think uh, I think I don't have him. So I'm going to Justin Simmons, safety for Denver. He's a hit and miss guy. Uh, he should do well against Dallas this week because Dallas loves to throw, and he tends to be the guy that does well against throwing teams. But Dallas is pretty balanced, but they're on the field a lot. So I think he – I mean, he's going to be overvalued right now because of two picks last week. Uh, he's not going to do that this week. So we'll see. I'm not spending all of my budget on Justin Simmons, but I think he's worth a bid. <laughs> I agree. All right, who's I'm next? Go to an oldie but goodie, Josh Norman. And he had a pick. Yes, he did. So, how many picks do the 49ers have this year? Was that be two? 
That's two. <laughs> it's been since week one so when they had last had a pick by Dre Greenlaw, which was a pick six. They finally got their second. Um, they do actually lead the New York Jets now in interceptions this year. So <laughs> Jets need to start playing, but I mean, San Francisco needs, needs some help. All right, my next one is Chidobe Owuzie, Cincinnati corner. Double-digit guy. He faces the rival Cleveland this week. I really think that both of these teams are going to really try to stop the run. I don't know if it'll be successful, uh, but I think they're going to force each other to pass. So I like Chidobe Owuzie uh, for Cincinnati corner. All right, I'm going to go to Washington. London Collins, five tackles and a sack. Is he back? He might think, be back. <laughs> I think he's back. Just got just got to stay healthy there. I think um, who's their matchup this week? Is is Washington on a bye? They're on a bye yep, this week. They're on a bye, so it's a sneaky pickup. Can't can't play him this week, but I do like it. My next one is Adrian Phillips. Um, it's always tough with New England offense defense doesn't matter. If one guy has a big week, Belichick likes to bench him. So, <laughs> or get somebody else to, to fill in and do all the big plays, but he's a safety for new England, Adrian Phillips. He's currently the hot hand in new England. He faces a juicy Carolina matchup this week. That's why I really like him. All right. I agree. I'm going to go out to Baltimore, Anthony Averett. Hmm. He's a top 10, top 11 guy. Been pretty consistent one game. That he only got seven points in. The rest have been double digits. Shocker. Yeah, I'm surprised he's actually not rostered more, but I think a lot of people suffer from corner blindness like you used to. So <laughs> I think he's actually better than the safeties. I messed around with uh, was it Chuck Clark, I think, for a couple of weeks and Deshaun Elliott. And, you know, they have those big games and then Mama Birds. Well, my, my next one and my last DB is a sleeper. Marcel Harris, that you may have never even heard of. He's a safety for San Francisco. He's filling in for Jaquaski Tart, uh, who's injured right now. He's getting, he got seven tackles and a sack on his fill in duty. So he might have a permanent role there, Marcel Harris. All that's, right. That's it for my defense. Perfect. The other side of the ball? Uh, okay. All right, we'll make it quick, being it's the, the mega quick show. Yeah. Road number jump. one. Number one, Mac Jones. I don't know how many times I need to say it. You know what? I think he's kind of looking, you know, the last couple of games before this week, he had weak opponents, you know, generally give up a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks. He had a pretty good matchup um, this last week, and he got the win, but he didn't get a lot of fantasy points. So, but he doesn't make too many mistakes. So he's got a pretty high floor, just a pretty low ceiling. So I think you get what you get with him. My yeah. number one is probably more of a risk. Teddy Bridgewater for Denver. <laughs> Denver should probably have to pass a lot to stay in this game. He's a solid veteran. So I'm looking and they're playing Dallas. And, you know, it reminds me of that Dallas Tampa Bay game. And on Bridgewater's no Brady, but, you know, that's how you stay in with Dallas as you pass. Just don't pass it to... Um, <laughs> Trevon, Trevon Diggs side. <laughs> All right. Well, my number two is kind of a little risky pick. It's uh, Teddy Bridgewater out of Denver. You know, he's got Dallas this week. I think they need to pass a lot to stay in this game, but I'm liking that matchup. 
All right. Nice pick. <laughs> I think I agree with you there. Well, my number two is Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, he might have his best game of the year this week, which isn't really saying much, but I think he's due. And who is it? Pittsburgh's playing. Um, oh, Monday night against Chicago, who really made Garoppolo. I mean, Garoppolo didn't have a single passing touchdown, but he didn't really have trouble with that Chicago defense, especially with their two outside linebackers banged up and out. So Ben Roethlisberger, I think is going to have a game. All right. The last one on my last list. My lust for this guy, Justin Fields. Did he not have a new coach? Because the old coach got COVID. <laughs> I don't know if it was just the game plan, but 32 points in our league this week. Only had 100 yards passing, but 100 yards rushing, one in the air, and one on the ground for touchdowns. That's a sign. Is it Matt Nagy that's their coach? That's a sign that he should yeah. probably not be there if they want to win. <laughs> I mean, they didn't win that game, but, you know. At least Fields, Fields looked a lot better. Uh, my last one, and it might be a lust pick too, is Tua Tonga-Vailoa. He gets Houston this week. I mean, that matchup is is pretty nice when you get Houston. Uh, they're giving away their players for draft picks, so pretty much there's not much left of that team. That You know, the people that are there, they're good enough to be in the NFL, and they're extra motivated to stay in the NFL and earn some contracts or even – I guess it's too late to get traded now. Uh, we'll see how how much their team lets down after the trade deadline. But Tua Tonga Vailoa's, you know, he's 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 getting better every week. I will agree with you. You got any other quarterbacks? That's it. All right, going to running backs. I'm going to let you break the tie. I got Boston Scott and Jordan Howard. I didn't know what to do with that. So I kind of just grouped them together. Well, believe it or not, those are my one and two. <laughs> I think the, you know, the rookie there is probably too high a rostered to be yep. available. Uh, I'd like the rookie the best, but it looked like what Philly did is give everyone the same amount of carries to see who looked best. Boston Scott's the more dynamic guy, um, widely available. Uh, both of them are going to face a weak uh, charger defense, run defense anyway. Um, it's, it's pretty even a number of carries. So it's whoever can, can just have the best game goal line carries probably go to Jordan Howard. So I would say that's where he's gonna, he's gonna excel, but I'm with you. I don't know. I can't really break the tie. So I put them both on here, Boston Scott and Jordan Howard. And I did the same. Okay. Let's go to Jacksonville. Carlos Hyde. Do we dare say that name? You know, that's, that's so funny. Our lists are actually the same for running backs. My number three is Carlos Hyde. So he only had nine carries last week, uh, but he had eight targets. And it's those eight targets uh, that tell me, you know, he's going to get his receptions. So Carlos Hyde. You know, um, Carlos Hyde reminds me of uh, Frank Gore, was it? Didn't he, he play around the same time? Both of them, I think, played for SF back in the yep. days can't remember which one came first but there was another um gore that played for kansas played for kansas city on monday night what do you think of him Derek gore i don't know if he's related i would assume so <laughs> they were talking about frank gore's sons coming up in college i don't know what year he was but they were talking if he just can hold out maybe there's a relations i'm not sure either <laughs> well this Derek gore maybe it's no relation for kansas city actually looked pretty good so I'm, I was impressed. I think he's got kind of a, you know, it's the same thing when you get these guys that are explosive, like 
Cordero Patterson for Atlanta or something like that, where they just bring someone in to change up and they start getting these big chunk plays like, Hey, maybe we need to give him the ball more. So he's another guy that I might throw in here. All uh, right. Derek I, Gore. Okay. And I'll throw a honorable mention. T.Y. Johnson, just for PPR, he's getting a lot of targets. Yeah, that's it's interesting with that Jets. You got the rookie Michael Carter. That's the team yeah. that has a Michael Carter on offense and a Michael Carter on defense. <laughs> Super confusing. All right, that's it for my running backs. Do you have any more? Nope. Go to wide receivers. Oldie but goodie, Randall Cobb. <laughs> that's where we're coming to. Wow. Yeah, he he filled in good on Green Bay. I was actually shocked. That game surprised me with uh, all the receivers out and then getting their tight end hurt in the game. I mean, Arizona had a chance to win that game if the receiver, the other oldie, uh, A.J. Green, was paying attention. They might have won that game. But still, you got to give Green Bay a lot of credit here to, to go on the road with virtually no receivers except for Randall Cobb and pull off a win. So. I don't have Randall Cobb, but I have Alan Lazard. He's back off the COVID list, and he faces a porous Kansas City team. So I think both of those are good, but I like Alan Lazard a little better. All right. Um, This guy had seven targets, SF, Brandon Ayuk. Not sure if he can keep it up, but he had a pretty good game with all that talent. Maybe it's time he's stepping it up again. You know, I, I would probably put him on here if the team liked him better, but it seems like there's there's not they're not too happy with him. He's kind of on and off, and I think he's been a healthy scratch once this year. Maybe he was injured. So I'm going to go with another Pac-12 guy. I think Ayuk was an Arizona State guy. This guy, Tim Patrick, played for the University of Utah out of Denver. Three of three on uh, catches on targets for 64 yards last week. Not great numbers, but, you know, it's Denver. Good matchup uh, for a taller wide receiver versus Dallas this week. So, and Tim Patrick's a taller wide receiver. So I'm going with him. All right. My last one on the list, Jamison Crowder of the Jet Jet Jets. Nine targets, baby. I almost put him on this list too, because I really like that. Um, there's a lot of injuries going around uh, the New York Jets receivers. But, you know, whoever's playing, stepping up. My last one, I'm going to Jacksonville here. Jamal Agnew. Start of the year as a kick returner, punt returner. Now he's playing receiver. He had 12 targets last week. Only caught six of the 12, though. But 12 targets, you can't, you can't look away from that. I agree 100% with you. And that's it for my wide receivers. All right. Going to the tight ends. It's my wife's favorite position. She likes the <laughs> big guys that are athletic and can catch the ball. I am going to go to Pittsburgh. Seven targets in back-to-back games. Pat, pretty much a Pittsburgh. All right. Dude, he's, <laughs> that catch he made in the end zone was incredible. <laughs> yeah, the bobbling and he pulled it uh-huh. in. Well, I'm going to go to Pittsburgh and back-to-back seven target games. Looking good for a rookie, Pat Foulmouth out of Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, wait, Freermouth. <laughs> yeah. I like Freermouth. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Jacksonville. This Dan Arnold has been grinding out a lot of targets. He had 10 this week. Ooh. 
eight catches of those 10 for 68 yards. That's even more impressive that, you know, it's not a, he, I guess, I don't know if you would call him drops, but he didn't catch all 10. So I'm going to give him a little knock for that. But with Buffalo this week, they got to be looking for a lot of short, short throws. And I think he excels. He did have a long catch in that one, I think too, but I'm right there with you. God, we have a lot of the same on offense. You better pull up a good sleeper for this last one. All right. I'm going to go to Minnesota. Seven targets. Tyler Conaclin of Minnesota. Not bad. Well, I'm going to go to a sleeper tight end. Probably not a sleeper because everyone knows his name. The New York Giants. Evan Ingram. He's getting more and more involved lately in this offense. And if it weren't for, um, who was that old Minnesota tight end for the Giants now that he stole? Well, he didn't steal, but he had the first touchdown. And then he was looked at for another touchdown, but missed it. And then the very next play, they went to Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph. So that's the tricky part is they kind of use those evenly, but it seems like when they get to the end zone or the red zone, Kyle Rudolph is the first check. And then even Evan Ingram is the second. So that one's tricky, but Evan Ingram, I think has better potential. So Evan Ingram, New York giants. All right. Do we dare play the kicking game today? We have to, because I can't seem to keep a backup kicker on my roster very long. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go to pitch. Oh, wait a minute. Pittsburgh guy got hurt on a exactly. play. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Daniel. throw the ball. Throw it away. <laughs> Vegas, Daniel Carlson. Is he available? I mean, come on. You can't put him on here. He's he's probably like 90% rostered. I was, I was looking, and I think he got dropped because of his bye week. Okay, you know, maybe maybe that's so. Yeah, he's actually under 50%. Every okay. guy is under 50%. <laughs> I guess you got to follow that, the, the kickers that get dropped on their bye week. That's shocking because he's one of the best kickers in the league. Exactly. So, I didn't even look that way. I went to Zane Gonzalez of Carolina. Hasn't missed a kick in over a month. Um, and Carolina can't really punch it in either. So Zane Gonzalez, Carolina looks pretty good. All right, I'm going to go down to Carolina. Zane Gonzalez, four field goals this week. Not bad, <laughs> not bad. All right, well, I'm going to go to this guy who's probably make you pull your hair out if you've got him on your team, but Jake Elliott for Philadelphia. He's 10 of 12 field goals this year. It's just, I think he had a game where he only had one attempt and missed it. So that's that's always bad when you get negative three out of your kicker. But 10 or 12, <laughs> he's going to make them. And you just need need them to get more kicks in. All right. My last kicker is Dustin Hopkins of Houston, if he hasn't been traded. Dustin Hopkins, L.A. Chargers. L.A. Chargers. I wrote it down wrong. He was at Washington early in the year before he got cut, traded. Actually, I think he just got cut, which is kind of funny because I guess he missed two extra points in a game. And extra point misses are pretty bad because it's, you know, you're in the center of the field and it's not very far. But they replaced him with Blewett and Blewett blew it big time in their last game. So go figure, it's kickers. All right, I'm going to go to Indianapolis here. Mike Badgley, um, he hasn't missed a kick with Indianapolis. He faces the Jets this week. But the Jets are always a good kicker matchup. So good matchup. Mike Badgley, Indianapolis. All right. That's all the kickers I have. Where would you like to go next? Uh, how about we do some quick take matchups? Um, okay. 
I've got about five defensive line matchups, five linebacker matchups and five DB. And we'll try to do this quick mode and not get into, you know, which players we'll just give you the line and you can figure out which players are good because they all have a chance if they're on that line. Exactly. All right. I'm going to go to Pittsburgh versus Chicago for one of my favorite matchups this week. I think that's one of mine. In fact, that's probably my favorite matchup. Chicago gives up more sacks than anybody in the NFL. Pittsburgh gets about 2.7 sacks a game, so they're about a half a sack above average. It's going to be a long day for your waiver wire guy, Justin Fields. <laughs> you are probably 100% correct. Who's your next defensive line matchup? Oh, Cleveland versus Cincinnati. I have that one down as my number three. By the way, I think you mentioned earlier that that you really like that Cameron Hayward on yeah. that uh, that D line. So if you want to throw out names, you can. I'm not going to throw out any names. Uh, but he is. I mean, he's a star. I think on that team, he's kind of an oldie but a goodie. But man, I he's right up there with corners and pass defenses. Uh, he's not getting as many sacks as like a TJ Watt, but he's what you want on a defensive line, Cameron Hayward. I don't know how many years he's been in the league, but it's been a lot. So hopefully he can keep going. Well, Cleveland, I have as my number three. I wouldn't want to be a QB in this game. It's Cleveland <laughs> versus Cincinnati. Big, big rivalry matchup game. Both the lines are going to get to the QB. Slight advantage to Cleveland, uh, especially having Miles Garrett on your team. But the only problem I have with Cleveland here is the guy on the other end. It's either Jadavion Clowney, who's pretty much got everything wrong with them. I think he's got three injuries, a knee, an ankle, and a groin. And then the guy that I thought would do really good there, Takaris McKinley, who's got a groin injury also. So both of those guys are questionable on the other side. So you might have to look to the interior of that line if those outside guys aren't 100% or close to it. But you can't go wrong with Miles Garrett. You're starting him no matter what. Yep, I agree. All right, who's your third? Um... This one's kind of a risky one with quarterback Hunter out, but I'm digging Minnesota versus the Ravens this week. Well, I'm I'm with you. We're we're three for three. These are all prime matchups, I guess. Prime, prime matchups. Uh, it it might be tough without the quarterback Hunter, like you said, but Baltimore does give up three sacks a game, and Minnesota leads the NFL with three point four sacks a game. So this looks like it's pretty easy three-sack game for Minnesota D-line, even without the quarterback hunter. All right. I'm going to go to Indianapolis versus the Jets. Sleeper, maybe Muhammad this week. Keep an eye out on him. That's one that I do not have. So I'm going to go to the Los Angeles Rams versus Tennessee. The Rams are second in the NFL with 3.1 sacks per game. Tennessee gives up three sacks per game and they may have to rely on the passing game this week with Derrick Henry out and the Rams just got Von Miller. So don't know if Von Miller is going to be a line. I think he's actually going to be an outside linebacker uh, on the other side of Floyd. So you got Floyd, uh, Von Miller and Aaron Donald pretty much staring you in the face. So I like that Los Angeles Rams D line and Tennessee without Derrick Henry is a completely different Tennessee because Ryan Tannehill doesn't beat anybody without a good running back. And that is my fifth matchup. 
the Rams versus Tennessee. <laughs> All right. Well, I went overboard on that one because I really love that matchup. That was my number two, actually. So I my fifth one is Las Vegas D-line versus the New York Giants. Las Vegas gets pretty good pressure on opposing quarterbacks, mainly because that game against Denver uh, really caused their stats to look better than they are. But they still get pretty good quarterback pressures. Uh, they should have plenty of pressure against Daniel Jones this week. And I'm guessing about two sacks, maybe a couple of sacks, two or three. So Las Vegas D-line and some names there. I mean, Mason Crosby, Solomon Thomas. I don't have any others. <laughs> All right. All right. Going to linebackers. I also am going to Cincinnati versus Cleveland because Cleveland just loves to run the ball. And, of course, I got to go with my guy, Wilson. I was looking at doing that, and I thought, oh, I don't know. I mean, I think that's what's going to happen. But I think if um, Cincinnati wants to win this game, they're going to have to force Cleveland to pass. And so maybe they really bring everybody up to the line and just play single coverage across the board, zero, zero high. We'll see. Uh, so that's why I didn't put them on there, because that's what I want to happen. But I don't know <laughs> what will happen. So my number one is going to be the Jacksonville linebackers versus Buffalo. Um, the Jacksonville defense should be on the field a whole lot this game. Uh, Buffalo, pretty good at running the clock, running plays, staying on the, their offense on the field a lot. Jacksonville linebackers are going to get the volume this week, so any one of them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what do you think of – I'm going I'm kind of full going the Giants versus Vegas, the rookie, and then maybe – Try Crowder having a surprising game this week. Say Crowder's had, he was in a matchup a couple of weeks ago on my matchups. And I think I picked him up off the waiver wire just for that. And he, he did all right. I mean, three or four tackles, but you know, no more than about 10 points. So I was kind of let down on that. I think uh, they really, they really miss uh, who's their Martinez. Um, can't remember his first name, but they really miss Blake that guy. Martinez. Blake. Yep. Yeah. They really miss him. So, well, I'm going to go with the New York Jets, another New York team instead of the Giants. They're <laughs> linebackers versus Indy. Indy loves to run the ball. We know that. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is a machine. It's going to be tough against the Jets because the Jets surprisingly have, you know, they put up a pretty good defense. Uh, but Indy's going to stick with the run, I think, and probably win this game easily. So New York Jets linebackers. I also have the Jets as my third favorite. So I'll skip them and go down to, Pittsburgh versus the Bears. T.J. Watt and Joe the Show, baby. You're liking all them Pittsburgh linebackers. I think that's pretty good. Joe the Show, we haven't mentioned his name too much this year. He was a last-year guy. Maybe he's coming around. I was kind of hoping you might even say uh, Devin Bush. That's another name that hasn't been <laughs> uttered too much this year. We'll see, but this is the game for them. I, I think that's going to be a great matchup. I don't know what the spread is on that. It's something like six. I think Pittsburgh probably covers that. Anyway, not not to the pick six yet. You don't want our advice on that anyway. So my next one is going to be these Denver linebackers versus Dallas. Ooh. Dallas, I don't know if they're still number one. I think last, last week when I crunched the numbers, Dallas was the number one team in plays per game. Uh, they're probably still, still up there quite a bit. And Denver is pretty weak against the run. I think they're trying to fill those holes with linebackers and, you know, whatever they can find on waivers. Uh, this should result in Dallas running up and down the field on Denver. No offense with, uh, <laughs> with the Denver linebackers staying busy. So I think them Denver linebackers are going to have themselves 
at least some volume, if nothing else, a lot of tackles. All right. My last one is, of course, New England versus Carolina. Judon, baby, and Bentley. Oof. <laughs> I like both of those too, especially Judon. I think Judon's going to have a, a week this week, especially if it's Carolina. Carolina gets about 66 plays a game, which is above the league average of right around 61 to 62. Um, I think they're going to try to stick with the run. They've been doing that lately. They said they were going to do it. It didn't really work when they first started doing it, but they gave Chuba Hubbard something like 25 carries last week. I think they're going to try to stick with that. They're bringing in other running backs to, to lighten the load for them. Um, this should get the new New England linebackers a lot of work this week in a close, low-scoring battle between New England and Carolina, but I do like those New England linebackers as well. And my last... But not least, because these are probably the two best linebackers in the league, so you don't really need a matchup to decide whether to start them. But the Atlanta linebackers versus New Orleans. Ooh, baby. One of the things I like to say every week is New Orleans is a running team. <laughs> <laughs> New Orleans is still slightly preferring the run over the past, but they're, they've been forced to pass lately. So, you know, maybe, maybe that running team stigma is going to go away. I think they should get the running game going again this week, though, with the Atlanta linebackers staying busy. And Atlanta's got probably two of the best linebackers as a pair in the league with uh, Foyside Aluakon and Deion Jones. So matchup or not, you would start those guys every, every week, but I like them both this week as my number four matchup. And New England, by the way, was my number five. All right. Awesome. So going to DBs, um, Kansas city has been turning the ball over a lot. So I'm going to take green Bay in this matchup. Ooh. I like that a lot. Uh, Kansas City gets 67 plays per game. They're right up there near the top of the league. Um, I wrote that they, they will work the field with a strong pass preference. So that's going to be, like you said, Green Bay DBs getting some work. Uh, they're going to get tested, though, these Green Bay DBs against you know pretty good passing team with Mahomes. But they're going to have plenty of chances to make plays. And that rookie, Stokes, Maybe he uh, built a name for himself this week because Kansas City is not the Kansas City of old. So I have them as my number four DBs. But my number one is New Orleans DBs versus Atlanta. New Orleans is my number one rated defense now. They wow. took over that spot this last week <laughs> with the uh, spec down they put on the Tom Brady's. Um, so they face a, a pass-happy Atlanta. So if you have a number one defense and you match up against the pass-happy quarterback or team that, doesn't, that isn't very good, like Atlanta, that spells good news for the New Orleans DBs. Plus, they're good to begin with, so I like all of them. All right, let's go to the Dallas-Denver game. And i got to quit picking against Diggs, so I'm taking Diggs and Brown in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Diggs did not have an interception two weeks in a row, his bye week and then last week, so... They, they, they went after him early. Uh, Minnesota did, and then they kind of left him alone. Figured, now nope, he's going to get one of these if we keep testing him. So they, they went away from that. But we'll see. I think he's, he's due. This is his first game without an interception this year was last week. My next one is Indianapolis defensive backs versus the Jets. Um, Pembroke Pines' <laughs> own Mike White is probably <laughs> going to throw – a couple of picks. Indy is tied with Buffalo for the league lead in takeaways with 18. 
That's more than two a week. Mike White starting his second ever NFL game. Indy's going to find some weakness after watching film on Mike. And the Jets will be passing a lot. So good news for these Indy DBs. Except for they have a lot of injuries too. So hopefully they get healthy. I also actually have that match up. I'm thinking they're little film on, just like you said, I don't think it's going to be as easy for Mr. White this week. So let's flip the script. And I'm also going to take Denver's DBs versus Dallas this week. Ooh, you're getting both, <laughs> both in that game, huh? Nice. Yep. I, I like that. Denver's a pretty balanced team. So they, or Dallas is a pretty balanced team. So that should give uh, the Denver DBs a lot of opportunities. Plus Dallas, I think, you know, they were number one in ball control. Um, I don't have that one. So my next is the Cincinnati DBs. This is why I was really pushing for Cleveland to, or Cincinnati to just force Cleveland to pass. So these Cincinnati DBs will look good. But I'm saying that they should force Cleveland away from the run as much as possible because that's the only way Cleveland wins this if they if they're able to run. Uh, Cleveland does love to run, but a passing shootout would favor Cincinnati. So that's why you got to favor or you push to the pass game. So I'm looking for the Cincy DBs to get tested in man coverage all day, which is going to be tough for them. They should get the opportunities and maybe make some plays. Cincinnati DBs, number three. All right, nice. My last matchup, going to Carolina versus New England. And Chen, someone brought him up last week, and I think I'm going to agree with you. He's going to have a big game this week. I think he's getting more involved on in that defense as they try to figure out, you know, what works. They have been a pretty good defense overall. I have a different one, though. I have Buffalo defensive backs versus Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence is going to face his biggest test of the year. you got a hungry D-line in Buffalo with some ball hawks in the secondary. The Buffalo DBs will have ample opportunity here. So Buffalo defensive backs. And Poyer, he's making a move for year the one. Yes, he is. Don't know if he's going to get there or not, but that's my last and. That might lead us right to you're the one. You're the one. All right. I'll follow your lead then. All right. Are you ready for the ones? I am. Starting us off, Buffalo. Uh, I teased Jordan Poyer. Um, the reason why is because safety Jordan Poyer had 10 solos and a pick. He's working his way back up, but he's not quite to the top. I'm sticking with Micah Hyde, the other safety. He's the one. All right. And I went to... Mr. Jordan Proyer, 10 tackles and a pick, baby. It's hard to, to <laughs> it's hard to ignore that. That was nice. Uh, especially if you haven't been starting him because, you know, he hasn't been looking great most of the year. He's looking great now. New England, another change for me. I went away from Kyle Duggar this week to Adrian Phillips, but Matt Judon, one and a half sacks. Kyle Duggar, six tackles. Adrian Phillips, two interceptions, one of those for a pick six. Uh, those are your three runners up, and I had to go Adrian Phillips because of the pick six. But Matt Don is a really close second, I think, above Kyle Duggar. But Adrian Phillips, you're the one. All right. This might be the first time we've started over two with each other. I'm going Matt Judon, baby. He's yeah. the one for me. I can't knock either of our picks. I like them all so far. And these are these are close. This one might be a little bit easier, for, though, for the Jets. Uh, I really liked Quinn and Williams' game. But Marcus May holds on with five solos. Marcus May still the one. All right, let's make it three for three. I'm going Quinn and Williams. Big sack. He's he's definitely one of the difference makers on that defense. So can't blame you for that one either. All right, this one we might be the same. Miami. No tackles for Emmanuel Agba. 
but two <laughs> pass defenses and a quarterback hit. Uh, Emmanuel Bogba barely holds on. He's still the one, mainly because I don't yeah. like anybody else there. And I felt the exact same way. So we're going to go four for four. I'm going Christian Wilkins. Oh, the nice. line that scored for me last week. <laughs> wow. On your bench. <laughs> on my bench. All right. Baltimore was on a bye last week. I had Anthony Averett sticking with them, cornerback. All Just right. Or we're the same. Anthony Averett, you're the one. No bye week change for you, huh? I thought about it. Yeah, I can't either. All right. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know, I haven't had TJ Watt all year on here. I did have Cameron Hayward for a week. But I've had T.J. Watt pretty much every other week. Steal T.J. Watt, another one and a half sacks on three quarterback hits. T.J. Watt's the one. Mr. Watt, you're the one. Not much to add. Cincinnati, uh, this is a scary good defense. The only thing missing is the corners need to step up just a little bit. But Logan Wilson, 10 more solos. Logan Wilson, linebacker, you're the one. Logan Wilson, he's also the one for me, too. Is it too early to predict a Cincinnati versus Los Angeles Rams Super Bowl? I'm I'm digging it. All right. I think Cincinnati's got all the pieces right now with the high potent offense and a pretty good defense. As long as they don't play the Jets. Yeah, they can play the Jets every oh yeah, that's right. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> that's who's got their number. All right. And now there's film on that too. That's scary. All right. So Cleveland. Um Miles Garrett all year, four solos and another sack. He's still the one. Oh, yeah. We went four for four in this division. Miles right. Garrett, one for me. AFC North is our agreement zone. All right, let's try the South, Jacksonville. Uh, last week, I finally took your advice and switched to Josh Allen, the edge rusher. Two more sacks and five solos. Of course, I'm sticking with them. Josh Allen, you're the one. Oh, Josh Allen's the one for me also. I think I'm joining you at Tennessee. Uh, linebacker Harold Landry has eight and a half sacks on the year. Safety Kevin Bayard has four picks and 10 pass defenses on the year. Super close. I'm switching away from Kevin Bayard to Harold Landry linebacker. You're the one. And I am sticking with Howard Landry. He's the one for me. I'm joining you. All right. Indianapolis. Uh this cornerback, Kenny Moore, he's looking great. I think he's going to have another good matchup this week and probably a great game. This whole defense is looking good, but linebacker Darius Leonard, he's still the one. Yeah, I really wanted to switch to Moore also because he's like top five, but Leonard, he's the one for me also. That's a defense that's really getting hammered, especially in the secondary with injuries. Uh, so we'll see kind of how they scrape it together for these last last half of the year. All right, Houston. Boy, I think I had to join you here. Defensive end, Jonathan Greenard is for real. I'm not afraid to admit it. Another sack puts him at seven on the season. And now he's adding a PD pass defense to his game with two over the last two weeks, one in each game. Jonathan Greenard, defensive end, you're the one. Oh, yeah. Four games with a sack. Six sacks in those four games. Jonathan Greenhart, you're the one still. Yeah, I, I've been on Chris Kirksey all year, so I finally had to, I guess I'm a slow to catch on, but I mean, I should have recognized it back when you did that Jonathan Greenhart, I mean, he can't be stopped. <laughs> all right, Kansas City. Um, this team needs, needs more sacks and turnovers. 
Uh, Willie Gay has two straight games with the pick. So there's your turnovers. Now they just need more sacks. I'm switching away from Tyron Matthew to Willie Gay linebacker. You're the one. Ooh, I almost made a switch to him also, but I'm sticking with Nick Bolton. He had a decent game, not great, but I'm sticking with Nick Bolton. He's the, the one for me. The rookie. I like it. Yeah. All right. Los Angeles Superchargers. Um, Derwin James, I've had for a long time here. He led the team with 13 tackles this week. Derwin James, still the one. All right. And I'm giving my defensive line, Boza. He's the one for me. <laughs> <laughs> Needs to step up and catch up with his brother, Nick. Oh, yeah. I mean, James is, you know, James is the one, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Bosa's got a potential. I don't know what's slowing him down. Uh, maybe it's all that money in his pockets. We'll see. <laughs> all right, moving on to Las Vegas. They were on a bye. Uh, Denzel Perryman has been the one for the last four or five weeks. Still the one. All right. And he's still the one for me. Denzel Perryman. All right, Denver. Uh, I've had Vaughn Miller all year. Can't can't have him anymore. He's now a Los Angeles Ram. Um, now that he's gone, Justin Simmons stepped up at the right time with seven solo and two picks. Justin Simmons, safety. He's the one. All right. I was really wrong on this one. I was so excited to get the linebacker young. I, even before he played a game, I'm picking him as the one. <laughs> but I'm going to Justin Simmons. I'm going to join you. And maybe Justin Simmons turns his, his season around. He's kind of been, he had one, one or two good games in there, but I don't know if it's just a usage thing or what. Hopefully he doesn't sit back in center field um, and do nothing all game again. All right, moving on to Washington and the NFC East. Last week I switched to Jonathan Allen, the big guy in the middle, another sack on two quarterback hits. Jonathan Allen, still the one. All right, and I'm sticking with my linebacker. Cole Holcomb, he's the one. Do you want me to spoil the, the World Series game that's going on right now? No, please don't. Okay, I'm I won't say. turn that on next. <laughs> I, I won't tell you the score then. All right. Go Dallas. Brain. Dallas uh, rookie linebacker Micah Parsons is taking over this team. Uh, what did he get? Uh, lost my notes. Four TFLs and 10 solos last week for Micah Parsons. Not enough. I'm sticking with Trayvon Diggs. He does too much. I was actually just looking up those stats. I'm like, really? He's switching from Mr. Diggs? Diggs is the one for me. I might if I, if Diggs keeps getting to be a shutdown corner and Micah Parson keeps playing this good because, I mean, one game, he looked really good. All right. Bad game for Hargrave, especially on Halloween with a name like Hargrave. You're supposed to have a big game for me. You didn't. Uh, good game for Josh Sweat but I'm staying with Javon Hargrave for at least one more game. Javon Hargrave, you're the one. All right. And I'm jumping early. I'm switching to Josh Sweat, my favorite sleeper pick of the year. And just, I need to have patience. I know you loved this guy last year and he did great for you. And he just hasn't done much at all this year until now. So hopefully he keeps it going the rest of the year. We'll see. All right. New York giants to finish off the NFC East last week. I finally agreed with you and switched to Leonard Williams. Three games in a row with a sack, but safety Logan Ryan's still looking good too. But Leonard Williams, defensive end, you're the one. All right, not much to add. Leonard Williams, you're the one. Green Bay, uh, it's all about Devontae Campbell. Maybe Amos, the safety, but Devontae Campbell, seven tackles and a sack, still the one, Devontae Campbell. 
Campbell killed me this week, so I'm going to stick with him. Campbell, you're the one. All right, Chicago, with the loss of all their edge players, this defense might be in trouble now. I mean, they're losing everybody, but they still have Roquan Smith. He's still the one. All right, Mr. Smith is the one for me also. Minnesota, five solos, a sack, and a pass defense. Keeps Eric Kendricks, linebacker here, but keep an eye on safety Xavier Woods. We talked about him in the waiver wire, but Eric Kendricks, linebacker, still the one. Yeah, I wish I had quarterback Hunter here, but Eric Kendricks, you're the one. Yeah, we're going to miss quarterback Hunter, I think. All right, Detroit. This is probably one of the tougher ones. This team, I don't know. It looks like they've given up. Cornerback Amani Oruarie and rookie linebacker Derek Barnes look like competitors on this team still. So one of those two is going to be it. Right now, I'm sticking with the corner, Amani Oruarie. He's the one. And I stuck with Trace Walker, and I'm just hoping somebody steps up this week so we can have the new you're the one in Detroit, but Trace Walker's the one. Well, if you're in a dynasty, look at that linebacker, Derek Barnes, because he's he's stepping up. All right, moving on to New Orleans. Safety Malcolm Jenkins has been in the spot for one, two, three, four, five weeks. Let's make it six. He led the team last week with two pass defenses. But linebacker Quan Alexander, he's making a splash too. But Malcolm Jenkins, still the one. Malcolm Jenkins is still the one for me also. I saw that uh, Quan Alexander go in. I think he got a sack or something or a quarterback hit. And he's wearing like a single digit number. And it just blew my mind to see. It's like, <laughs> was that a safety that just blitzed in and got that? And then said Alexander on the back. I'm like, oh, wow. I think he's like number five or six or something like that. So it was odd. All right, moving on to Atlanta. Both linebackers here, pro bowlers, say that every week. It's true. Foyasada Luacon edges out Deion Jones by a hair. Foyasada Luacon, still the one. All right, and I've got it the other way of the hair, and I'm taking Mr. Jones. He's the one for me. Oh, you're going with the hair of the dog, I guess. <laughs> Tampa, Tampa Bay. Uh, this is another all-year guy, Shaquille Barrett. Nobody really did much to change anything this week, but both safeties, they played pretty good. I'm sticking with Shaquille Barrett. He's the one. Shaquille Barrett's the one for me, but Devin White's making a push. Watch out, baby. All right. Carolina. Last week, I switched from Hassan Reddick to Brian Burns. Both are really good players. Linebacker Shaq Thompson, though, and other linebacker Hassan Reddick had outstanding games. But I'm sticking with defensive end Brian Burns. He's holding it up. Brian Burns, you're the one. And I'm also... Oh, you cut out. Go ahead. Oh, you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, say it again. Mr. Burns is the one for me. All right. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, silence. Ah. I was like, where did he go? <laughs> <laughs> Roadshow. Roadshow. That's what All I right. get for going, to, going on the road. You and those cheap motels. Exactly. All right, moving on to Arizona. Um, I've had Byron Murphy, the corner, the last couple of weeks. Six more solos and a pass defense for cornerback Byron Murphy. Uh, linebacker Isaiah Simmons looks pretty good here, too. I'm sticking with Byron Murphy, corner. You're the one. And I made a switch to Mr. Hicks. Jordan Hicks, linebacker. You're the one. Nice. You know, whatever happened to um, Chandler Jones? Have we really heard, heard from him since week one? Uh, just a couple mama birds. Yeah. I know he had the COVID. He was on the COVID list and back off. And I don't know. 
seems like he should be doing something after a big game like that week one, but nothing. All right, Seattle. Quandre Diggs, I switched to last week. Safety. He got three tackles and a pick to barely hang on over Bobby Wagner, who had 14 tackles. But Quandre Diggs, safety, you're the one. All right, 14 tackles. I can't pass that up. Wagner, you're the one. Yeah, I know you love them tackles, but I love them picks. <laughs> All right, uh, Los Angeles Rams. Last couple of weeks, I've had Taylor Rapp. Aaron Donald is back. We said his name five times on the mirror. I hope all of you out there listening did it too, because I did it a couple of times. I wanted to make sure he got his sacks this week. <laughs> but watch out for this rookie linebacker, Ernest Jones. Um, I think that's part of the reason they trade uh, Kenny Young to Denver is because they were happy with Ernest Jones and uh, comfortable with starting him there. He's filling in nicely, so keep an eye on him. But Aaron Donald, you're back to the one. All right, and I'm also st sticking with Mr. Donald. He's the one for me. I'm sticking with him. Oh, you weren't on Taylor Rapp last week like me? I think I was. <laughs> All right. I At can't remember. Because so. he had a bad week. He had a – I mean, he wasn't even leading this team in sacks for a while. That's the scary part. But I'm afraid to admit when I get off of Mr. Donald because he hurt me this week. Bad. Oh, yeah. And he will. <laughs> and I like his matchup this week too, so – Luckily, we don't play back-to-back. -back. All right, uh, SF, San Francisco. Um, this is the better Bosa, Nick. Two more sacks, three tackles for loss. But this, uh, there's an interesting guy here, safety linebacker Marcel Harris. That's why I put him on the waiver wire, because he's a linebacker-safety hybrid. And I love those kind of players, especially in fantasy. Uh, keep an eye on him. He's really interesting in fantasy. But Nick Bosa is still the one. And I am also sticking with Nick Boza, the younger Boza. I won't say <laughs> the better. <laughs> Only I could say the better, I guess, because yeah. numbers don't lie. But I'm surprised <laughs> Fred Warner is not really leading that team this year. Oh, me too. Interesting. I don't. I had Fred Warner for week one, and it's been Nick Bosa ever since. That's kind of odd. But they have two uh, interceptions now, so maybe we'll have to keep an eye on their secondary especially Josh Norman, who's, who's had his, his day, the sunshine on him before, and he was good in his day, but maybe he's got a little left in the tank. We'll see. All right. Well, that's it for you're the one. Congratulations to all our winners, especially at this time. We're halfway through the season. So let's just wrap it up with our, I don't know if we can say we're voodoo. How about that? Because super duper yeah. do don't work. Well, let's, if we don't start getting the pick sixes, maybe we need to do a pick one. <laughs> <laughs> it will start, start, start small. Well, I'm going to call this the, the voodoo because okay. we both, have, I think have new Orleans in here. We'll see. Well, let's start off with this great matchup. Cincy or Cleveland at Cincy. Cincy's favored at home by three. I'm going with Cleveland. Ooh, and I'm going to take Cincy. Sound like you're taking Cincy. You can't go wrong yep. with that D-line. I like it. All right, so I'm at Cleveland. You're at Cincy. Houston at Miami. Miami's only favored by six and a half, not quite a touchdown. I'm going with Houston. All right, I'm going to take Miami. All right. I think that's a game that Houston could win if they really wanted to, but I don't think they want to. So we're different on two so far. How about Atlanta at New Orleans? New Orleans favored by six at home. I'm going to take New Orleans to cover. 
All right. Give me the Saints also. All right. Voodoo and voodoo for shoe. Uh, Buffalo at Jacksonville. This one's crazy. Buffalo's favored by 14 and a half. I'm taking Buffalo to cover. Whoa, you never give up the points. I'm taking Buffalo too. 14 and a half is scary (laughs) because they can't win just by two touchdowns. They got to win by two touchdowns plus one. So that's 13 and a half would be easier to swallow. But Jacksonville's that bad. Buffalo's that good, I think, especially with this matchup. Green Bay at Kansas City. Here's a close one. Kansas City favored by one. Green Bay has proved me wrong every time I've went against them on the spread. I'm going Green Bay plus one. All right, and I'm also picking Green Bay. That one I think is going to swap by the time the game hits. Green Bay's got to be the favorite unless they have more issues with COVID. All right, Tennessee at the Rams. Um, Rams are favored by seven, seven and a half. I think they cover. Give me the Rams. All right, and I'm also taking the Rams. All right, so we're both on the Rams. We're both on Green Bay, right? Were you Green Bay? Yes, sir. We were both on Buffalo at 14 and a half. That's crazy. Uh, we're both on New Orleans. Uh, I have Houston. You have Miami. I have Cleveland. You have Cincinnati. So we better do a tiebreaker. Minnesota at Baltimore. Baltimore by five and a half. I think Minnesota can win this one. Give me Minnesota. All right. I'm going to take Baltimore just to make it interesting. All right. I don't know if we, uh, I haven't been tracking who's won the most tiebreakers, but I won the last one and that's all that counts. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for the, the show. I know it was a big mega long show, but that's we're trying to do just one show this week because of your travel schedule. So who are we going to tell about the Notorious IDP, IDP podcast this week? I had my crazy wife paint <laughs> this... in my truck with the show on the truck as I drive across across the country to California. <laughs> All right. I like it. <laughs> I'm telling everybody. I'm going to go back to movies. I'm telling Johnny number five. Johnny number five. And if you're not old enough to get that reference, go to a museum. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Truly good luck this week. I hope you do good. And I'll see you next week. All right. Peace out. 